Hi, I'm Anne Heise. I'm responsible for the business development of new mobility solutions at BIX. 2022 was all about forming partnerships between the different market players. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Anne. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me today. Of course. And so we're going to be talking about what makes private networks a key enabler of Industry 4.0 initiatives, but also what deployment challenges enterprise may still be struggling with a little bit when it comes to this. But first, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? So I actually feel very empowered by by my close family, especially my husband and my 16-year-old daughter. But actually, I also feel very much empowered by the female colleagues uh, at work, but also in this industry. And there's, I feel that there's this unspoken support for each other. And we are actually quite proud of each other's achievements and we support each other in that. Right. That's really important to feel supported by the other women in your life. Um, and of course the men too, but that that's a different, for different reasons, I think. <laughs> so that's great. Okay. So I mentioned in the intro that private networks from your perspective and from Bix's perspective are key to the development of industry 4.0. But I wanted to ask you, what use cases do you think private networks will unlock in this space? Okay, so first of all, so industry 4.0 is uh, just the latest evolution. So it's the way that enterprises manufacture, they improve their distribution of their products and so on. So for them um, to improve security and have much more control of connected devices, machines and people um, makes their, their business really more flexible, scalable and efficient. So we see most of the activities actually happening in key verticals, um, the highest in manufacturing, but also governments, logistics, airports, seaports, healthcare, um, and there they integrate IoT cloud computing, artificial intelligence into their operations. And it really creates use cases for asset tracking, predictive maintenance, um, connecting sensors, real-time data processing, automation and robotics. But the real use cases are, are, are really endless. And so they, they are often also very particular per vertical. Uh, for example, in healthcare, we see the development of remote vision um, to remotely monitor patients or even do remote surgery. Um, because this is what private 5G brings, is high reliability, high bandwidth. And then in manufacturing, you have use cases of uh, making robots more mobile so they can be moved from one manufacturing plant to the other one, um, saving on a lot of time. And then also you have the, the surveillance cameras fixed and on drones to assure the safety of assets and workers. You also get autonomous forklifts, trucks to transport products within the factory, but also between different plants. And for example, at airports, you see use cases um, for tracking luggage, assisting passengers in their own language often. Then you have the surveillance cameras, but also providing access for on-site contractors and increasing uh, basically the security and efficiency in general on-site at the airport and around it. That sounds like a lot. It sounds like there's a lot of... Yes, it's endless. <laughs> right, like a lot of potential value here. But what are some of the barriers to the deployment of these networks are enterprises experiencing? 
So what we have identified as a, as a key challenge is actually a bit the expertise and the knowledge of telco. Uh, you can imagine that, a, that an enterprise has typically an IT department. They don't have a telco department so, and they need to integrate both worlds, right? So they need to get expertise. They need to understand who the device suppliers are, how to get their hands on, on a spectrum license, um, who the key players are. So this is really um, one of the key challenges, but then also another part is the cost. Um, it's of course a big investment to build your own private mobile network. So the investment in equipment, in tools, in the devices, in the maintenance and so on, is also quite challenging. And then there's another one which is more related to the use case itself. So we, we see that 80% of the use cases for private networks well, they don't want to stay within their private network. They have this need to move in and out of the private network. And at the same time, they need to stay seamlessly connect connected because often it's things that are being connected. So you don't have the human interaction to, to change SIM cards or to make any changes to the device to swap between the different networks. So they need a solution to roam into public networks. And this is um, this is one of the, the key challenges also that, uh, that we've identified together with uh, mobile private networks. Right. And as they navigate some of these challenges, particularly that last one you mentioned about needing to go in and out of the, the public network, how should they expect these communication providers or, or telcos who run these these bigger networks and will most likely have a role in developing and deploying some of these private networks? What can enterprises expect from the role that telcos will have in this private network space? Yeah, well, first of all, they can share their expertise, right, because they have all the knowledge about connectivity, about mobility, um, but one single telco cannot really provide a full story. So we need to further build partnerships to develop the private network offering together. And we need to come up with solutions that are scalable and, and are ideally a one-stop shop for the enterprise. So they don't have to go and source um, the different parts to build their private network by themselves because they don't have the time or, or the knowledge about it. And then from, from a spectrum challenge point of view, so there are currently already different models available, depending very strongly also on the regulation of the country, but often this can be facilitated by the telco operators. And then for smaller enterprises who would like to take the, the digital leap, right? They have smaller budgets, but they are being addressed then by typically MVNOs, MVNEs, or they can buy a, a plug and play solution from marketplaces. So you have the, the big hyperscales like Amazon and Microsoft Azure, who really cater for all kinds of uh, budgets of private networks. So it's a new year. Uh, I wanted to get your perspective on where this market is now, but also where you expect it to go in the remainder of 2023. We feel that in 2022 was all about forming partnerships between the different market players, because um, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that had to be put together. And so we see that uh, next year we'll, we'll really see a big pickup um, also because there is um, the, thanks to these partnerships, thanks to the shift on, in focus of mobile operators, um, the adoption of 5G, the readiness of the 5G devices, the freeing up of the spectrum, and also the growing support of the governments. Um, so there has also been a, a growing interest from very large telco players this year, 
And, um, and this focus is really driven by the fact that early adopters of private networks, they have already reported cost reductions, energy savings. So 79% actually claim to have seen and to expect uh, a return on investment within six months. So we really see that 23 and beyond is gonna see like a, a boom in the, in the rise of private networks. Yeah, it sounds like a really exciting year for private networks. So we're finally going to see some of the promise, the big promise of, of these networks come to life. So thank you so much, Anne, for coming on the podcast and talking to me. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.